0: Sing it one and all Join in the chorus North Melbourne's on the ball Good old North Melbourne the champions, you'll agree North Melbourne is the team That plays to win for you and me
1: Or Zach Dawson. I'm your host, K4. Tonight, joining me, I have Quiver, who's recently received a restraining order from Sean Attlee and ran into Fiddlery outside the courtrooms, who was also receiving a similar court order, but from Jamie McMillan. Welcome, Quiv. Good evening. Also, tonight, fresh from his violent outburst at Frankston Centrelink and meeting Twinkletoes in the same queue, we have Donkey Chop joining us for the first time. Welcome, Donkey.
2: Hey guys, good to be here.
1: Good to have you. For tonight's podcast, uh, usual schedule. So running through what's been happening on Big Footy, AFL, VFL, and then it'll be question time with Quiv and myself, followed by a review of the Saints game and previewing this weekend's match against Fremantle Dockers. Um, sadly, I couldn't get an opposition guest this evening due to scheduling issues and, you know, the time difference with WA. So, um, better move on to what's been happening on Big Footy. Um, busy week yet again, and Essendon yet again. So, the major story is the sacking of James hurt So, you know, this has provided even more laughs from the Essendon saga, especially after the 100-point loss against the Crows. Um, also, are way over the thousand pages of sympathy for Essendon, so congratulations to all the sympathisers. Yeah, round of applause there. (laughs) Um, so I want to ask Quiv, who do you think will be coaching Essendon next season?
2: Oh,
0: look, when the news broke, I uh, jumped straight onto Twitter to ask Essendon when I can interview them to decide if I wanted to coach them or not. (laughs) Unfortunately... (laughs) They didn't respond to me, so I think I am going to rule myself out of that race. That's disappointing. It is. Too much um, integrity. Yes, that's uh, that, that's all it could be. Um, look, I haven't really put much thought into it. I'm just loving that James Hearn's finally gone. It's going to take a long time to turn that club around, so whoever whoever it is, good luck to him.
2: And you know, Gunny. so and we're going to enjoy smashing them over the next three or four years, wherever long it is.
1: Good to do it. I reckon um, that young Bolton from Hawthorne might be the leading. Leading, um block, unless he gets the Carlton job.
0: I think he's going to Carlton. You reckon? Uh, yeah, I reckon he's in the door already. Who knows, mm. maybe Mick Holt- Malthouse might come <laughs> out <for> time. <laughs> that's one of the time.
1: There has been, that's
2: been a little good. bit of talk of that.
1: Imagine that. That's
2: too funny. <laughs> It'd probably be Kevin Sheedy do that whole <laughs> Paul Ruse routine and just crazy Sheedy coming back and trying to pretend to be a coach again for a little while or someone else is actually just doing all the work. Dustin Fletcher be coached.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. There's also been a fair amount of trade talk as usual on the Northboard. Most of it's nonsense as usual. Um, so Motlock, Carlisle and Trelaw are the main ones we've been linked to after Henderson decided to go to Geelong, or he wants to go to Geelong anyway. Um, what are your thoughts on all three, Donkey? Um, what would it cost us in terms of draft picks for each individual player? I
2: think they would all cost quite a bit. Quite a bit, actually. And there was talk today that Motlop, I don't know, was only off SCN, he won 700K or whatever, but I don't know if that's true. But I think the dearest will probably be Trelaw in terms of money and players and or picks. I think you're looking at either this year's first rounder, which for us is probably not going to be that low. So probably this year's first rounder and potential next year's first rounder and even, I don't know, you might even have to chuck in a player because we're talking about a 22-year-old kid here that's probably in the top 50 players in the comp at the moment. And, uh, yeah, he's got a massive future. But apparently he's getting pretty big offer from the pies that, you know, you can't really see him turning that down. The other, the next preference would be Motlop, who I reckon is a great fit for us because he's got the speed, kicks goals and... Good user of the footy. He's probably exactly... well, yeah, I don't know if I'd... I he, he would be a Wells replacement, but i got a bit of a man crush on Wells. Wells is like my athlete to what Quiver is, if you know what I mean there. So <laughs> Motlop I think would be great. And uh, and then Yaron. But then – so Yaron's probably really? just about – signed at Richmond, they reckon, so I think there's a few floating around so if, I think whoever, I think we'll end up with somebody, and whoever it is I I think we'll be pretty happy with as long as it's like a a good outside midfielder that can use the ball well with a bit of speed, Mm -hmm. because God knows we don't need another key position player, maybe a forward or, or, you know, another inside mid, so
0: Do we want Jed Adcock now that he's available? I would, yeah, because he's a free agent, hey? He's (laughs) as free as they come.
1: Well, he's been Uh, effectively sacked. Well, not sacked, but he's left Brisbane, so...
2: I would. I'd dead set would go Adcock. He's got something about him. He's obviously been a captain, so he's a bit of a leader. He can use the ball really well. Um, I'm not too sure. His body, what's that? Is it holding up pretty well? I know his form hasn't been as it was, but there was a stage there where he was probably known as, you know, one of the better players coming out of Brisbane. So if we could get him for pretty cheap, I think he would...
1: But would he be willing to move state, though, just for a few years?
2: Is he from Brisbane?
1: Oh, I'm pretty sure he's, he's based in Brisbane, obviously, flying for him, so yeah. it might be a bit difficult. He might even just go to Gold Coast down the road.
2: Yeah, I've no idea, but if he was, if he came at the right pr- price, I would definitely fit him in. I mean, he's, he'd definitely fit in our best 22. He'd, he'd be good enough for that, so. And he fits in that 29 to 30 plus age bracket just to send journos like Barrett and, you know, Hutchison over the whole North Melbourne's getting too old crap again. So, that'd be fun in itself, really.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's interesting, that age. They seem to think we've never taken a draft pick in five years.
2: I know, that that whole thing bugs me. It really does, because it feels like just yesterday that we were this team that was sort of touted as the next up-and-coming thing, and then overnight, because we've brought in a few free agents, they're saying we're ageing and we're going to be looking at a rebuild, whereas our core is still exactly the same as what it was. And that, anyone will tell you, is what going to get you through. Like, we've got a lot of guys that are going to be there for the next 10-plus years. And with free agency the way it is now, you can always bring in what you need. And if you've got your core, you don't necessarily need to bring in superstars, do you? No. So, you, you know, not you might bring nah, in players. Like he's in. not the
1: best player in the world, but he does his job. He's kicked 20-plus goals.
2: That's it. So, yeah, we've got our cake. If we just need to keep topping up the icing, that's cool.
1: Sounds like we've got the right strategy going forward. I'm not sure if everyone agrees with it, but it's certainly nah. a strategy at least.
2: Because I think it does put up an interesting post or a yeah, thread re- like recently saying basically we're in trouble because you look at our under twenty ones. But I mean they're not playing at the moment because we've got a senior list. We're not rebuilding. If we're rebuilding, we'd be playing kids. But you look at guys like Dumont and all that. They would be playing in these younger sides. It's not that they're not good enough. Well, we we effectively
1: did that with Cunnington and Zeeble already in the early years. We don't need to do it. We're in the finals now.
2: Exactly. So, I mean, the argument there is that we're not Hawthorne and all that. So, where are we sort of at? Are we going to be pushing, you know, and we've just signed Boomer on and obviously... Boom, I'm not going to argue with that. Boomer's a gun. He'd, he'd get a game with every single team in the comp. And Petru probably would too as well. So we just signed those two on today. So, but, um, yeah, I'm not too worried about that. I think I look at our, our juniors coming through and I think they're, they're just as good as a lot of the others, but they're just unexposed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they love that. Yeah. Everyone loves that word. Uh better move on to the VFL stuff, so I'll be pretty brief with all that. Um forty three disposals. Eighteen of them contested. Um the Frenchman Dumont, or you know, the Taxi Burglar, as I like to call him sometimes. <laughs> was very good with the thirty five disposals. Um Hey and who Yeah, go go, mate.
2: Yeah, well, who says he's slow? Obviously, he can get away from a cab driver. I mean, sometimes <laughs> that can be pretty, Especially pretty yeah, crafty, pretty quick. Yeah, and I'd say he would have had half a skinful, so that's not usually when you run that quick. He must be very evasive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: Anyway, um, well, he pulled up pretty sore from a leg knock, but he should be right for... um. This weekend, where he lines up for the Werribee versus Williamstown Development League. So that's on 11am Saturday, so I'm not sure where that is. So you're probably just at the Werribee Home Stadium. Um, North Ballarat are having to buy. So that's why Wellesley has to go all the way down to Development League and Werribee. You have to seek special permission to do that. But he needs the match fitness. I don't expect him back before finals, or if he does maybe sub role in Richmond against Richmond, but I highly doubt he'll be back before finals. Um Nate wanted me to mention Tippett and Warren because they've had a good real purple patch of late. They've had a good and it's at the right time for North, you know, good defensive nets yeah. that we need. Um you guys want to add anything to that or you want me to move on?
2: Uh, I just want to add that I think that Wells probably will play before finals. I think he showed he doesn't need much preparation to get himself up and going. Like he, he played his first quarter of footy and, and racked up eleven disposals, and he looked pretty half decent. Like it wasn't the Wells that we see flying. And last year against Essendon, he come back and that was off limited pre- preparation and was our best player in that final. So. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back against the Dogs, personally.
1: Jeez, against the fast dogs,
2: he outfit. fit. Oh, yeah, but Wells, if you can bring him in, even if you just play him in down forward, like I noticed... Or
1: half or so.
2: I noticed we omitted Garner. I just think maybe if they're brought in DeMont and we omitted Garner this week, I just wonder if they've got an eye on Wells maybe coming in and playing a bit of a forward role. Anyway, getting a bit far well, ahead
1: but, there. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's moving on to the preview stuff, but yeah. it's uh, That probably indicates that Nahas will probably begin to provide that defensive pressure alongside Harvey and Waite and Petrie. Um, so we'll move on to question time with Quiv and K4. So Nate has a few questions for Quiv. So, Quiv, what would you do if a free player pinched at Luke?
0: Well, I think the only thing to do um, with the events of last week would be to bite him, wouldn't
1: it? <laughs> 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 you or Atlee?
0: <laughs> well, I, I, I'll bite whoever's interested in. Atlee can continue just racking <laughs> so up So you the
1: jump the fence and bite him? I so think I that'll be, be fair. I
0: believe it's the thing to do. I mean, oh, well, a couple one-week ban from the, from the game, It's all right.
2: You'd probably get someone breaking the player's code and uh, (laughs) dob you in, though.
0: (laughs)
1: Moral code.
2: Maybe have Crowley come and start pinching
1: me from the stands. Who knows? Well, he's not allowed to until finals time. He's still banned.
2: Wouldn't that be funny if you got a game? Anyway.
1: Anyway, moving on. Gratty Gatsby has a few questions for me, all Essendon-related. Um... With the sacking of Jimmy, you see the bulk of the quality in the sympathy thread come into a slow halt after the wider case is successful. I <laughs> love it with predicting the outcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I do expect the sympathy thread to die down a little bit, but not fully. Um, so it'll always be bumps because we North Posters love sympathising with Essendon. Every time they lose in the most embarrassing fashion possible, we're there for them. So their losses will be quite a lot, so we'll be sympathising with them quite a lot. Um, the next question. Uh, will the gag wheel that is the Asterix Football Club ever come to an end? Well, all good things must come to an end at some point, but Essendon has always been resourceful in their cheating over the years, so I, I think they'll find a way to find new laws for everyone in the near future. And will Jimmy coach Carlton next season? <laughs>
2: Um, Only if he brings Dank in the weapon.
1: Um, But I expect Bolton from the Hawks to take the reins of Carlton. God help him. Um, Thanks for the questions, Nate and Greg at Gatsby, as usual. i better move on and let Quiv get into the review of last week's game. So, in terms of game review, Quiv, how did you see the match? Um,
0: Just before I do do this, I saw Twinkle Toes, I think it was... Ask about my name in the thread.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. My bad, I forgot to write that down.
0: Um, there's no real good story there. It was a random name generator, and it originally had a lot more irs on the end, so I shortened it down to what it is today.
1: What like quiver?
0: <laughs> yeah, was, that's exactly what it was. and it just went on. So I shortened it down to just the one ir. I think it is now. It
1: sounds like an um, Shanker, you beauty type post,
0: you know, when he used be on post. Yeah, so there's no funny story behind it, unfortunately. Oh, but it's disappointing. I figured he asked, so I'd let him know. So that one's for you there, Twink. Um, as for last week, uh, we all, I imagine we all watched the game.
1: Unfortunately.
0: We all hated the first half. We all loved the second half, I would imagine. Um,
1: you were your best. Uh,
0: my best, oh, look. It ended up being a pretty, pretty even game across the board for a lot of the players. My best was Cunnington. Uh, 24 touches, 12 handballs, 12 kicks. Um, I put him at the top of the pole, but I think we had six or seven players all above 20, 20 touches. It was a pretty even workload. There was a couple down the very bottom, but uh, no need to mention them. I guess the only real standout thing for me from that game is Zeeble going ahead and getting himself suspended again <laughs> yeah good to see um, Petrie actually standing up uh, I'm not the biggest Petrie fan but to see him stand up when the game was on and kick three in that third quarter I think it was was really good to watch
1: yeah. Oh I've got to be mad at Jacobs as well I think he's having a good couple of weeks at, of late sorry Donkey you were saying something
2: I was going to say, I actually reckon Petri's had a pretty good year. He hasn't been kicking a lot of goals, but I think he's, he's been doing a fair bit all over the ground, a lot of, a lot of defensive work. I noticed that our key forwards, even weight, weight in that third quarter was really good. Probably our best, just about. Like he's, he didn't kick any goals, but he was intercepting, marking and smothering and tackling. And Petri's been doing a fair bit of that this year. But, yeah, you're right. It's good to see him actually take a contested grab and go back and kick the goals.
1: I think he's been playing a utility-type role for much. Like, he's spent a bit of time forward, obviously, but he's always been played more as a utility this year, like he used to play.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because he covers covers the ground really well. Like, he looks looks like he's struggling a bit, like he sort of hobbles, but he, he sort of gets on with it, doesn't he? He just... He does it really well. He is actually surprisingly quick. He runs he, but he's bloody quick. And they, I think he catches them off guard because they look at him and they think, I can outrun him. And next thing you know, he's, he's tackled him and he, he tackles to hurt. I, I like that. It's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just like Turner and Garner, I'll love them. See their development over the next few years. They tackle fantastic. Well.
2: Actually, while we're touching on the, uh, The review of last week's game. How good were Garner's two goals? Even though he got omitted, boundary class. That was good, wasn't it? I'll tell you what, Rob Zombie would have been crying when he saw he was omitted.
1: (laughs) Oh, he'll be on suicide watch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's also on that. I know it's not a great note, but it's nice to see um, Twinkle Toes show a bit of regard and well-being for. Enigma, I'm not sure if I can pronounce his poster's name right, but um, he spent a bit of time away from Bigfooty and were a bit worried about him, so it was great to see Twinkle Toes have um, the initiative to ask posters for, you know, whether Enigma was all right. Um, he posted on the North board, so and there was a lot of care and well-being from all North posters, so I'd like to thank them all for that. And um, moving on to the preview quiz.
0: Yeah, sorry, I'm just gonna backtrack again. Um back no to last week's game. Uh this northboard's starting to rub off on me. I actually caught myself yelling at Basternak last week who wasn't even playing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> until about half time. I spent a half of the game yelling at him and he was not on the field. That's alright. Right. Uh, <laughs> Fenny uh, Reese screens
1: Mason wouldn't you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, on to on to this week. Um Believe it or not, we're actually starting favourites, according to Crown Bet, uh, which surprises me. Uh, but Frio do have no forward line, I guess. Uh, big out with Pavlich obviously not getting up for this week. That's great. But I think they've got, what, McFarlane, is he coming back in or he's been She's in? He's back in. Yeah, and... They got it a bit, yeah. He's
1: a bit sore as well, they saying on the Frio board.
0: Uh, he's sore, is he? Okay.
1: Oh, he, that's why he got rested last time, because he had a bit of soreness, I think, in the Kiwis. I'm probably wrong there,
0: but he, it was definitely okay. soreness. Well, OK then. Well, hopefully, without sounding harsh, he's still a little bit sore and can't use his speed to lock us down. Um, and obviously got that brilliant player known as Zach Dawson coming back, <laughs> so that should help us <laughs> out a bit there. Um, look, we've made no... Ch- oh, well... Zach Zeeble's obviously gone, uh, Taylor Garner omitted. I'm not sure who we're going to bring in for them off our extended bench,
2: I would imagine. It's that... got to be Basti and uh, Jimon. Dimanche. What about Hastings? J-Mac, though? Pretend well, they're that...
1: going with a small forward line. That was
0: my yeah, thoughts. Oh.
2: Jamie McMillan.
1: I think we'll have three I think we are have Basti, Dimanche and J-Mac, but I'm not sure who would drop out.
2: Do you reckon J Mac can come straight back in? I know he's done it in the past. Maybe a late
1: in for Hanson. I can see that. Critical.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, for Hanson. All right. uh, That could be a late
1: change, I'm not sure.
2: I thought Hanson, I know he copped a bit of flack on the weekend, actually. Even uh, Scotty Thompson, I thought Scotty Thompson's first half was very good. Against Frio, and then Hanson sort of was average early, but he really worked his way into the game. He took a little, he took a few intercept marks. straight four in the
1: second half. Yeah, I
2: thought, oh, he might, he might be coming back to form a bit, you know.
1: Oh, he's my favourite player because he's always copped off slack, but he's always worked hard on his game. But um, he's just
2: about the one of the bravest players on our list. Well, even on the weekend
1: where he's going back with the pack, he he essentially marked in the back line and didn't pay him the mark.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's one of the best moments
1: I've seen. All year, he's back in the pack 20 metres, he's just jogging back trying to mark this damn ball. He gets crunched, he holds on to the ball longer than Gary Abbott Sr.
2: Yeah, true. (laughs) The thing is with that too, it's not good for your career, surely. Like, if you're getting... Every week you're getting someone crunching into the, your back because you're dropping drop back with the flight of the ball. That is not really going to prolong your career. No, it's um, he's more struggling match-ups? already.
1: Yeah, jeez. Like we always seen Adams go out because of it.
0: Um, be. Okay, so for matchups, I've struggled a bit this week. Uh, with their forward line. It's a bit of a bizarre forward line. Um, they've named Alex Pearce in the forward line. I'm, I believe he's actually defender. So that's an odd choice um, in my mind. I've got uh, Sam Wright. I've got running around with Daniel Pearce. Pop Main, Chris Main on uh, Thompson. Scotty Thompson. Uh, I've put Jacobs running around with Fife the whole game. Uh, we, he'll get a chop out when Fife runs forward. But I think for most of the game, Jacobs will be trying his bloody best to stop Fife, hopefully get a bit of niggle in there, make him angry, make him hit somebody, get Todd Goldstein up the front for the brown low. That's it. I've uh, got Sean Atley running around after Michael Walters or Michael Walters running around after Sean Atley, whichever That's one. That's an important be.
1: matchup. Atley is Atley's important we... to a rebound, but, you know, Walters is having a good year.
0: Yeah, it should be good. Yes, exactly. Uh Walters likes to get on as they're called these days, a few Joe the Gooses over the top. Ah, oh,
1: even uh, balance balance the worst one for it. And, he's a little yeah.
2: and with um but if, Sean if we can get him down. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say, if we can actually get that so that he's chasing Atley around, that's a win already, even if Atley has a quiet game.
0: Yeah, exactly. so I expect Sean Attlee to be playing more, a lot more of a negating role on Wal- Walters rather than an offensive running back role this week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've got Sean Higgins and... For, I don't know who Sean Higgins is going to be on. I've got uh, Barlow. Barlow, yeah. I tossed up between him and Lockie Neal. Because
1: Barlow um, can spend a bit of time off half-back and give him a bit of drive off half-back. Yeah,
0: that's true. I've got... Uh, Luke McDonald running around with Sutcliffe. McFarlane's going to take our deepest forward, which will most likely be Petrie with Jared, Jared Waite running up the ground. So I've got Michael Johnson following Jared Waite around the ground.
2: So, so what do you reckon? Me, it looks like Ben Brown's definitely going to get up, in not it? He's, he looks sore, but there's been a few times this year where he looks like he's been sore. Injured during a game, and then he comes out the next week and he plays fine. I think he's one of the players on our list that can actually carry an injury into a game and and play quite well.
1: well he's probably be playing on Zach Dawson too, Dawson Oh,
2: bang. lock him in for eight. <laughs> hey,
1: lock him in for nine.
2: <laughs> Although, yeah, Dawson's. If that's the match, I'm do something Dawson dirty.
1: Be going to Brown. That could be.
2: We need to exploit that, if that's the case.
1: Well, especially I'll if you, Thomas and Nahas to lock it in. Mm.
2: The biggest worry for me with this game is how much we struggled with St Kilda's pressure last week. And uh, now we've got basically Frio, which when they bring their A game, they are the yeah. best pressure team in the comp. So if we succumb to that pressure and just bomb it in, and uh Johnson and McFarlane will just eat that up. Well, and then they'll just get us on the rebound. Did.
1: Well look what Essenti did with Hurley and um if they put Hooker back in that recent match against them, like they just kept flooding our back fifty. But they didn't have but they didn't have the skills to explore this the other way. But the thing is we struggled so much to score against them for long periods yeah. of the match and the one and Geelong tried to do it against us, but we kicked more direct. I think the key is that it's a good experience playing St Kilda because they play. I know a number of similar brand in that they try yeah, to shoot the opposition, and they try to get yeah. it, generate a lot of inside fifties because this, this place is Fremantle's I the one is not that great. Yeah.
2: They, nah, especially with but that. They lock uh, it in.
0: And another big thing—they're coming off of a pretty tough derby. Last week as
2: well, which are always tough, so that probably helps us a bit more Just as well. Yeah, it's like it's Just going, going back going to, us, the, don't go well. to the to the five thing, I wouldn't be surprised we have out we see five play ma- like majority of time forward out of center forward. I reckon they're willing to give that a go. Like he, I think he'll play more than he he does normally, but
0: I don't think. They can afford to keep me out of the midfield. They've got plenty of
1: guys that can go through the inside midfield. Like, they've got far. Yeah, I reckon they can. They've got Walters. They've got plenty to go through there.
2: Especially with Zeebel out. I reckon they can. I reckon they've... Because that could be the... Because they need someone to give... Black. X oh, Black. How's that for a forward and slip? They need someone <laughs> to give Pav a, um, a chop, you know? Because if they're just going to be relying on Pav, then they're not going to win a flag. So who's who sits on him down forward or down oh, back? I, re- right? to do it. I reckon yeah, you're saying Frito. It's probably not a bad matchup. I don't mind Tarrant on him.
1: Tarrant's pretty damn quick.
2: Yeah, he's pretty quick and he's very good above his head. He's he's strong well, as well, which I think will help against life. Like I've got my knocks on Tarrant. I've made that known, but I I think on his days he's, he's still learning. He can be quite good, but. Fife is a freak. Only thing is, Fife can take about five marks inside fifty and kick one goal. Four is, is like a he kicking yeah. is, is probably his biggest weakness, weakness. So that's probably the only Which thing. Runs it up. He does, and he he does take a lot of marks, and his teammates know to run by pretty much just as he hits the ground, and he will offload Especially that handball. He'll and, as well. Yeah, and then bang, you know get a mark closer to goal or even have a shot themselves. So,
1: And that's what I want to get on with, with that outside run. I, that's why I'm a bit different to Quiff. I see Jacob sitting on Hill. because I, Yeah, I'm, I don't mind that. Because I saw Jacob sit on Isaac Smith last year against Hawthorne. He just sat on him like he did. No, he's it's a good defensive job. It wasn't like a tagging job, but it was just a defensive job, and he absolutely smashed him.
2: And he did it to Sheal and he did it to Hanabry. They play a lot of outside game. And they're quick
1: players too. They play against yeah. Stephen, and for the last three quarters, Stephen only had 11 disposals. And this is a guy so, who gets 35 twice every
2: week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I see, um I personally, Fife, I just see him as, in the contest particularly, is he's, he's, he's a just about as unstoppable as you can get. If you try to block his run, He will probably just bulldoze you. (laughs) Honestly, he's just he's just too strong. He's too big. I mean, it'd be I'll like I said, I would on one hand I would love to see it because I think that if Jacobs could do it, then wow. But if he can't, then it could actually hurt Jacobs because we know how much of a confidence player he is.
0: I think uh, with Fife, he reads uh, the the taps from Sandlands extremely that's why well. Yeah, they're yeah, not going to get true. that this
2: week. Um, so, Big game for Goldie. Be... Actually, you bring that up. That's yeah. That's another interesting one, isn't it? <clears throat> that that'll be uh, very good to
0: watch. See how Goldstein goes against uh, Sandlands. So. Yeah, I think uh, that If Goldstein yeah. can just keep his form up. That's a big, big help in getting us the win.
1: Even just a 50-50, like, I know you expose him around the ground. That's what he needs to do, just run that Goliath around the ground.
2: That's why I, like... think, I think they'll try to play uh, Sandy forward yeah, a bit more and try to get Goldie to sort of drag him down there, you know, so try got... to limit Goldie around the ground a bit more. Because so. he can... He... He doesn't. He's not really a big goal kicker, Sandy. But on his day, he can take a grab in the forward line and kick a goal. He's an all right contested grab. Oh, he's just—he's like a hundred foot tall or something. He's so. two
1: hundred and eleven centimeters. Like he's he's <laughs> taller than everyone else. Like, that's, yeah. People go, oh, it's so much more skill. and like, he's got six centimeters on the next tallest bloke. The
0: thing is, he can't jump though. No. Yeah, he that's his little
1: jump, <laughs> like a basketball tap jump, and that's it. Yeah.
2: He doesn't really need her, though. He's, he's a giant. He's actually... I'm pretty sure he is actually a giant.
1: Well, that's why they use the happy Gilmore thing, and go, oh, that goes. Oh, that belongs to Mr. Gilmore.
0: <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's brilliant.
1: Um, just on back to Fife, I know we keep going back to him, but I actually see if Jacobs goes to Hill, like I expect, and Bassnack maybe does a job on... Who, who can be a pretty good kick on his day. You know, he's not the worst player going around. I just
2: who's that? Fife or Bastenak? Oh,
1: uh, that's Pierce I'm talking about. Um, oh, sorry. And Bastenak because they're both Hill and Pierce generate all their outside run. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah.
2: And um, and Basti Basti can do those negating roles. Yeah, that could be Garth.
1: And, um, and that's why I have Cunnington versus five, because I've seen Cunnington play in the back line before. And Cunnington can play forward or back as well as that, you know, small defender. Both are and that
2: will, that will probably stay true to our form of running our sort of bigger-bodied midfielders through the other team's big midfielders. So you probably, you might get Cunnington through him. He'd probably even DeMont, because he's got that size. Oh, I don't know, just can't
1: both say both that. I really see, if we shut down their run, I think it's a lot more important, say, than we shut down a run against St Kilda or, any, or Hawthorne. Same we're both such contested heavy sides. Like, we're, we're both very good at it. If we shut down their run, I think it's crucial. Same with them. If Mizungu, I reckon, goes to Harvey in a tagging role, like, that could be very Is dangerous. he playing these days? I'm pretty sure he is playing. Is he? Okay. Yeah, oh, I saw playing. him on the wing. I'm pretty sure he was in. Yeah. Okay. He's there only little tagger left. They've seen Crowley's not there. He's not really a taggy. He's just more of a negator.
2: So that's why I was wondering if they were going to play a tagger or if they were what they do now with old Pinchy out. They might see
1: so. Steven on him, like off half-back or something like that. But yeah. yeah I'm not sure about that. Um, thanks for joining us tonight, guys.
2: No, not a problem at all.
1: Thanks for filling it's in. it a lot that's great of fun. Um, thanks, Quiver, as usual. Yeah, not a problem at all. And thank you for everyone for tuning in tonight. And we'll be, she'll be up on the podcast page on Big 40 by the end of the weekend. So hopefully you can listen through that as well as through Soundcast and YouTube. Thank you for listening.